this is Thoughts Become Things. With each episode, we'll help you reach the highest creative potential that God has for you. With your host, a teacher, life coach, a dream coach, and motivational speaker, Jeremy Lopez. everyone and welcome to the podcast of Thoughts Become Things. I'm Jeremy Lopez and so glad you guys are with me today. I really am. And uh, I think this month has gone by so fast. This year has gone by fast already. I mean, here we are in May and I'm like, man, we're just like hitting summer and before long it'll be Christmas again, you know. It's uh, it's crazy, but it's an awesome time in this world to live. It really is. Exciting things, scary things, adventurous things, things to, that are challenging, you know, things that are happy and things that are sad. But you know what? The good thing is, is we're alive and well on this planet and we're believing God for the miraculous and we're moving through our lives with with so much victory and so much joy in the kingdom of God. And that's the key thing with God's presence is moving into that place where we know, you know what, I am solid in who I am and what I am and I'm attracting things into my life that I know I need to attract and so this is how life is going to be for me. And it's going to be that way for you. And once again, it doesn't mean life's going to be perfect, but it does mean that things are going to go a lot better for you because you have a positive attitude and you have goals and you have visions and there's things you want to be able to accomplish and, and do and you will get them done. That's the beautiful thing about the kingdom is you will get them done. I always say this to people that the more that you dream and the more that you put the action behind your dream and the more that you you know live out the dream, the more you think of the dream, the more you picture, picture yourself in the dream, the more you see your life sort of going in that direction and yet opening all these possibilities for you and not being afraid to say yes to, th- to things of life and, and, and not always find yourself saying no to things and not always being afraid to move out of your house and get out of your house or, or move uh, you know physically or even get a new job. If you're that person, you know what? You're always going to have a good happy life because you're going to experience life and experiences are one of the most amazing things about this amazing thing God's given us because the more experiences we have the more that it shifts our brain but it reshapes our brain as well it reshapes the soul because it gives the soul so many new opportunities that it's never seen before it gives the soul new new visuals it's never seen before new experiences and that way we look back and we say you know what the soul can live at a healthy place because it's experienced so many different amazing things. You know, it's like this, for example, this is how I look at life, is when you think of Alzheimer's and dementia, which is one of the lead killing things right now within our, our the world, within the nation, is we see people who are just, you know, honestly getting it left and right. You know, for me, I make sure I avoid everything I possibly can that would have any type of chemicals and stuff in it to avoid that. And I take supplements and vitamins and a lot of nutritional stuff. And But you know what, outside of that, here's what's amazing is when you have doctors who say, hey, if you want to be able to avoid this and that and even let's say even if you're at the first stages of it or whatever you know keep your mind busy you know bring crossword puzzles how many of you have heard it before you know bring crossword puzzles into your life find yourself you know um you know, sort of doing even mathematical equations. Find yourself where your mind is busy. And if you think about the Bible when it mentions an idle mind, you begin to really understand that when you have a mind that is idle, and and, and this is what an idle idle mind means, is when people begin to say, oh, I'm a powerful Christian, and and, and I, I love to do this for God's kingdom. And for me, it's like blah, 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 blah. Uh, you know, because I would rather see your action than I would you, you, all your mouth, yet you're afraid to get out of the house, you're afraid to move across the country, you know, you're afraid to get a new job, uh, you know, you're, you're afraid, you're afraid, you're afraid because, oh, the world's bad and people are bad and I don't trust anybody, so I just sort of stay in my little world. Well, guess what? 
That's very, very extremely unhealthy. And fear, that's what, that's what the definition of fear is, is it, it grips you to be able to, to keep you at a place where it's just sort of paralyzed. It's paralyzing. And so that's not the healthiest way of, of living in victory. Victory living in Christ means I'm going to experience everything that God died to give me in life. I'm going to, if I have to move across the country, if I have to get a new job, if I'm not afraid to start a new business, if I'm not afraid to start a family, if I'm not afraid to get out there and put myself out there, if I'm looking for a mate, because the Bible says he who finds a wife, it's the finding. It's not sitting your rear end at home saying, oh God, bring them to me, bring them to me, Lord. I just want the one. You know, if I hear that one more time, I'm going to scream because the idea here is, is if you want to be biblical then be biblical because if you're going to be biblical it means get your rear end out there and search and seek and ask and knock because it is the finding that causes the you to be healthy it is the finding that begins to give you the opportunities of choice uh, through experiences it's the finding you know it's not the one i'm going to just wait on the one well how on earth are you going to know if it's the one if somebody comes to your life if you don't experience that person and then what happens then you sit here and you, you think to yourself well if that's not the one then you know um then, then i just wasting my time if you look at life and feel as if you're quote-unquote wasting your time and i mentioned this last week in my life if you if you feel that such and such experience wasted you know your time then you're disrespecting and dishonoring you but you're disrespecting and dishonoring life the very thing god died to give you because my life is not a waste oh well i could have lost you know save me some time if i'd have just known that you know she wasn't gonna be committed to me for three months or if he wasn't the one you know i wouldn't waste my time for you it might be wasting time for those of us who truly love life and who truly have the joy of the lord living inside of us nothing's a waste everything is a beautiful experience because everything in creation you know goes through seasons and through seasons it has to be that way a tree cannot survive if it didn't go through four seasons a bush a flower cannot survive if it didn't go through four seasons because everything is pruning and dying away and then coming back up again everything is and so if you if you're trying to butt heads against I don't want to waste my time I don't want to have experiences then you're butting heads against God because the very thing it had to give you is the life and experiential sides of how you begin to create powerful stories and powerful testimonies. And by the way, heads up, in the book of Revelation, that's what causes you to overcome, my friend. So all this overcoming talk to me means absolutely nothing. Oh, I'm praise the Lord. I speak in tongues and bind the devils. And I'm like, eh, God's probably starting going, and that's, that's wonderful. But, you know, what are you doing with your life? What are you doing with your life? You know, if you're not getting out there and if you're not, you know, training and, 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 and discipling or, uh, you know, attracting into the things through, you know, through visions and dreams and, and God says go over here and you're going over here. If you're not doing all that, then you're, there's no action to you of the kingdom. You're nothing but walking, you're nothing but talk, but you're not walking it out. And it's, and even the scripture when it says to walk out, there's two versions of this, which is powerful. And both of them, believe it or not, align with the original language. And that is, it's walking out your salvation with fear and trembling, which is another word that it says working out your salvation. And both of them are action forms, forms, which means both of them require action. If not, then you're not working out your salvation. You're not, in other words, if you're, if you're not walking it out and working it out to be able to experience and get out there and, and walking it out, out, then guess what? You're actually not experiencing the salvation of God. Because God said as far as salvation goes, which is soteria, which means to be saved from, be saved from this, saved from that. That's what it means. And, and so therefore, if you, therefore, you're not really living out the salvation of God if you're not walking it out, working it out. Even during a healing process. Here's what's beautiful about healing. You know, when people have surgeries, you have two different things. And that is, I need you to do this. I need you to get up and walk. 
you know, to, uh, and I need you to, you know, to get some rest. Why? Why is that? Why both? Because if you don't walk, you have the potential of, of getting blood clots. And I want you to think about this. And blood clots can kill you. And that's why it's vitally important when people have surgeries, major surgeries. It's like, you got to get up and walk. You got to keep that blood flowing. Now imagine, imagine how many things of examples we can use in this world and in this life and even with our own bodies that basically let us know if you stay still, it would probably kill you. <laughs> right? Because you can't. In other words, let's put it in a spiritual term. If you're trying to get healed, if you're in the process of, of healing in God, then you're going to have to walk it out, work it out, right? But you're also going to have to begin to get up and walk because you don't want to get spiritual blood clots. And I want you to think about that. It's vitally important. So even our bodies require you getting up and walking in order for you to recover quicker and, and avoid the dangers of certain things that can set in your body. Because when you, when you find yourself sitting still, think about people who are very, and I'm just going to use this as an example. People, people who are bedridden, whether they're obese, you know, and, and they can't move out of bed or whether they're, you know, let's say, um, maybe don't have any legs or whatever the case may be. Maybe they're just, you know, really sick and they're in bed. Think of it this way. They tend to go faster. You go heal, you know, you go downhill quicker. Why? Because your body's not moving. And, and, and without movement, and that's why nurses come in there sometimes with people who are bedridden and they have to turn them over and flip them over and, and massage their legs and massage their arms. Why? Because there's no blood flow. Now, I want you to understand this blood flow thing for a moment, because this is what you can, yeah, I want you guys to hear out today. When we talk about law of attraction, attracting things, you know, drawing things into our lives, getting out there and, and experiencing and, and, and pulling into our lives the realities that we want within our world and our lives, then I want you to think about that for a moment, because as far as the movement of that, because all that requires movement. In Him, we move. In Him, we live and we move and we have our being. In Him we live. If we're not living, that means we're dead. So there's action there. In Him we live, and in Him we move. There's movement right there, and in Him we be. So because of that, guess what it's saying? It's letting you know, know your identity, because if you truly, here's the key thing, if you truly know your beingness, then you will be able, then no one can keep you still. Trust me, if you know your identity, your true, authentic, powerful self, then no one will be able to keep you still. You would want to stay still. So, so when we sit here and we say, oh, I'm an overcoming Christ, I'm a victor in Christ, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, whatever, whatever, whatever. <laughs> because if there's no movement and no working and no walking and no action and no shifting, then the blood that was shed on Calvary for you, guess what? It's, it's not going to be able to flow properly into your world. Because it has the potential of being stagnant, which is like a blood clot, spiritually speaking. And so guess what we're speaking of? you got to massage your life. you got to begin to get up there like you massage a leg or arm of someone who's bedridden. you got to flip them over and turn them. Why? Because your body was created for movement. Your body was created for movement. Your blood was created to flow. Think about that. Your blood was created to flow. Your body was created to flow. So, so, so those who are overly zealous and religious and like, I don't want to waste my time. I just want to find the job, the one. I don't want to, I don't, I don't have time for experiences. Then what you don't have time to be in Jesus. Think about it. Then you don't have time to be in Jesus because, because being in Christ is nothing more and wrapped up in life that it was he tried to give you, which includes all the following, the good, the bad, the ugly, the movement, the shifting. The experiences, the bad times, the hard times, the good times, the breakups, the abandonments. Well, well, I don't want that stuff's wasting. I don't want to, you know, have to waste my time to be rejected, brother. Well, see, for you, 
It might be wasting time. For those who truly know ourselves in God, I want to bust the door open and say, let me out and keep and get me walking and experiencing life because there is no waste times in those. You know why? Because my footsteps are ordered by the Lord. And wherever my foot shall trot, God has given it to me. Now, the reason why I love these two scriptures is because if I want you to think about this for a moment, is when we think of our footsteps are ordered by the Lord, that makes it sound like, which it does and which it is, that 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 God is leading our footsteps, correct? So in other words, notice how the scripture talks about, you know, um, um, you know that uh, my footsteps are ordered by God, which means my footsteps come first and the ordering comes in like following this, knowing that I've got a first walk, but it's the ordering of God, right? But then the other scripture talks about that where my foot shall trod, God's given it to me. So, so here's the my question is which one really is it? It's both because where my foot shall trod, and this scripture is what's powerful because this scripture is alluding towards the fact that I come first. I want you to think about that. Where my foot shall trod. So in other words, wherever I walk, you know what? God's lead me. Where my foot shall trod, God's gonna give it to me. So it's so this scripture alone is letting me know where I'm walking. God says, hey, wherever you go, wherever you go, Jeremy, l let me back this up. Wherever you go, Jeremy, wherever you go, I'll give it to you. So what is God saying to you? Jeremy, this is about you making your decisions and you stepping out there by experience and you getting out there and you living your life. So wherever you live your life, I'm going to give it to you. Because if because it's all of the scripture is entangled within his wheel. Because if you take that one, it's still entangled in his wheel. Even though I'm the one taking the footsteps. And yet it's still entangled in his wheel when he says that my footsteps are ordered by the Lord. Then so all things work together for the good. So these scriptures are working together in the entanglement of his wheel. Because it's letting me know I need you. I need your participation. And I need you to start living life and not being afraid to get out there, Jeremy. Oh, and by the way, I'll give it to you of where you go. Oh, and by the way, it's also ordained by God of where you're walking, where you're making your own decisions, also ordained by me. So you might be like, whoa, wait a minute. I can't wrap my brain around that. Is it me or God? It's both. Because we're bone of his bone, flesh was flesh. There is no separation between us. And so because of that, it is both. So does it take two to tango in this scenario? Yes, my friend, it does. So, so the key thing is many of you are sitting here thinking it's either or. It's either or. I'm going to wait on God because it has to be all God ordained. God led. God spirit this lead. And I'm like, you're right. The Holy Spirit is the one that leads us. And because of that, you've got to remember as well, as we're sitting here saying, God, I'm waiting on you. You know what God's saying? God is saying, good, I'm glad you are because I'm waiting on you too. I'm waiting on you too. Because see, you're you're looking at a life of or. It's not going to be me. It's going to be the Lord. And God's like, well, guess what, honey? It's actually you and me together. Because it takes two to tango. And so because of that, guess what? You start living life because my Spirit's going to lead you because you have the mind of Christ. And see, this is why for me, when people say, I got faith to move a mountain, if they're not moving out in their life, they don't have faith to move a mountain. Because moving out in life says, I'm confident to know, no matter what I do, because I've got the mind of Christ, I'm going to make the right decisions. And I'm going to be able to do the things God wants me to do. And if I fall, praise God, I fall, no biggie, because it's all part of the entanglement of the wheel, because I need to experience that fall. So it's not a waste of time. It's an enjoyable time of lessons learned. It's an enjoyable time of the experience 
words that I might need for myself or someone else one day, or to tell my future wife, my future husband, my future kids. Or maybe it's, that fall is going to require me to awaken to something. The power to awaken folks doesn't come when you're all Holy Ghost Spirit-filled feeling. Awakens is when you go through hell and you hit rock bottom. That's the greatest awakening. And if you don't believe me, ask Moses. Ask David. Ask, ask all those people who've gone through hell and had the biggest revelation of their life. Ask Daniel. You know, when Daniel was in the lion's den with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, guess what? It was in the fiery furnace that God showed up. It was in the fiery furnace in which something manifested. So see, all through these people's lives, it happened when they were hit bottom. So if you're not wanting to hit rock bottom at times because you don't want to do experiences, then you will never have an awakening. You will stay religious and not have the awakening God wants you to have in your life. And through that, you will get more and more hardened in the sense of your religiosity. And then you will find yourself never budging and moving out of, out of your house because God wants me to stay here and coop myself up and just speak in the tongues all day long. Hundo shundo. <laughs> Not making fun. It just, I'm just trying to be silly with you guys and funny to let you know just how silly it sounds. Because that's what we get. That's the impression we feel and we get for people who tend to get more and more religious and what's really funny to me is they're the ones that are using the religious ones that say oh I'm not religious and I'm like mm, you're the most religious person I've ever even met because if you don't know how to get out and experience and then you then you don't have you're not having true faith because you're not believing that you're led and believing that life is going to work for you and believing that God's got a vision for you and believing that great things are in store for you. You know what? If you're like me, you know, which I believe many of you are, I am, I am looking forward to, to my life. I'm looking forward to getting out of the house. You know, I'm looking forward to go to the office. I look forward to going out to lunch. I look forward to, you know, um, back in the day, you know, dating. I look forward to dating around. I mean, I enjoyed it. Why? Because I love me and I love my life. When you learn to love yourself and you're, you learn to love the life that God's given you, then you will learn to love experiences, come what they may, come what may. And that's a beautiful thing. You can always tell when somebody truly doesn't love their life and really doesn't know who they are because then they dread life. They dread getting out. They dread, you know, because they don't trust anybody. They dread experiences because it's a waste of time. They dread anything that happens because it could make them look bad. It could set them back a couple of steps. And then they get fearful because then they have to do it again and again. And, and the key thing is you look at those people and you think to yourself, you're very miserable. And there's no faith there for you, which means there's no joy for you, which means there's no pleasures forevermore for you. Because life is beautiful and life is including every single bit of it. So if you're spiritually bedridden, get off your bed and begin to get the blood flowing. Because many of you, spiritually speaking, just hear me out, many of you, spiritually speaking, have blood clots and you're in a deadly place right now. Because you're not allowing yourself to say, if I claim that I have faith in God and I trust God, I'm going to get up and I'm going to, I'm going to do something today. I'm going to do something today and I'm not going to worry about what's going to happen because I trust God. I trust that I truly have the mind of Christ. See, here's this. Having the mind of Christ has nothing to do with how many scriptures you know. Jesus, this is where people miss it. You know, having the mind of Christ has nothing to do with, well, I, I memorized 50 scriptures. Well, supposedly, the devil need the word of God, and so you're going to become the devil? You see what I'm saying? Memorizing scripture means nothing. Hitler knew the word of God well. He must have been the strongest Christian ever lived, but he wasn't, right? 
So it's not about knowing scriptures. It's about living scriptures, living out, knowing it, and then pushing that out like a birthing forth a baby, which means to get it out of you. And so it means to live it out. Push the word of God out of you by pushing yourself out of the front door and living it out. That's what it means. It's not, oh, I know all these scriptures, so I'm just going to find myself just, just in the word all day long. I hear people tell me all the time, I just want to stay in the word all day long. I don't want to do anything. So let me let me say this. So let's go to Jesus, the one that you're your, your servant, which means you don't want to get out of the house to disciple. You don't want to get out there witness people. You don't want to get out there and attract the things to 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 live the overcoming life God wants you to on this earth, because He did say He wants to prosper you and cause you to be in good health as, as your soul prospers. So you don't want to get out there and take the wealth of the wicked and lay this laid up for you to begin to get because you're not willing to step out by faith to begin to do that and so you're not willing to get out there and love your neighbor and so you can't really love yourself and you can't get out there to take care of the widows because Jesus said to do so but yet you're too busy cooped up reading scriptures all day long right so my point being with all this is this my question would be you're you're you're, you're reading all these scriptures but who are you really serving who are you really truly serving because you can't claim that you're serving Christ just because you're memorizing scripture if you're not living out the Christ life. Christ never even stayed at home. On the, on the, on the years, the few years of his ministry here on this planet, he never one time stayed at home. He went from city to city to city. Well, that was Jesus, brother. Well, then I thought you were Jesus in the flesh, you know, here on this planet. I thought you decreased and let him increase in you. So this is where my confusion comes in. Then who are you, right? Like Peter, you know, who are, who do you say that I am, Peter? And this is where you got to realize that is the Christ life. He got out. He walked the crowds. He, he went to city to city. Told his disciples, if they don't accept you, just dust your feet off and move on. Who cares? Don't harbor any bitterment, judgment, just, or, you know, or, or question why, why, why me? Why? You just, you know, dust your feet off and move on. No big deal. Keep on experiencing. Keep on living out the Christ life. Keep on sharing the gospel. And, and that's what they did. And so this is where you have to look at your life and say, do I understand life? Do I truly understand purpose? Do I truly understand what it means to live a beautiful, victorious life? Because if we're not doing all these things that we mentioned that are biblical, we really don't know what life is all about, folks. And trust me when I say this to you, you deserve it. You owe it to yourself to live out the beautiful life God God's, God's decided to give you. And you deserve to think good thoughts and pure thoughts and attract, you know, new things in your life. And we're not, we're not talking about materialistic things. If you need that, hey, great, wonderful. We're talking about attracting love, attracting people in your life who need to be touched, attracting a new car if you need it, attracting uh, a new spouse, or a spouse, not a new one, <laughs> attracting, you know, a new job, uh, you know, pulling into your world to say, hey, you know what, I want my light to shine, so I'm going to get out there and start talking to people. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to maybe become a comedian so I can, you know, let my light shine through my comedy. I'm going to begin to, you know, come over here and I want to be an actress or an actor and I want to be able to, so I'm going to go to Hollywood because I, I want my light to shine and be a killer actor for, for the things of God's kingdom. Whatever the case may be, janitor, doctor, attorney, whatever the case may be, you've got to know that that is the life God's died to give you is to jump into life and give it all you got because you know why? because he gave all he has to you which is life so you give him all you've got because he's died to give you all that he had which was life Hey folks, thank you again for tuning into this podcast. And let me just say this to you guys. A lot of the things I've been talking about today on this podcast actually comes from a series that we cannot keep in stock. And it's actually called Finding Your Place. 
Finding Your Place series, Finding Your Place series. And if you go to the website, identitynetwork.net, just put in Finding Your Place. And when you do, you'll see the series. You can download these um, uh, three books. You can download them as uh, PDF files, which are ebooks, or you can order the hard copy co uh, or paperback books. But either way, let me say this to you: in the series of Finding Your Place, you'll find my my main main book, which is called Finding Your Place, which we dissect finding vision, finding dreams, finding this, finding that, and then we break down into another book of where are you to where you know where you are in your life a lot of times people don't even know where they are and it doesn't mean geographically where you are it means where are you what are you doing right now of where you are in your life and believe it or not that is that's one of the main things that are going to cause you to thrust your life forward if you can't define where you are right now then how where are you going to go from there you won't know where to go from there another one in the series is finding your place in the world around you in other words how to be able to really fit in to where you know god sent you that's another thing that we said we are, are all so disconnected from. So go right now to the website and, and put in the search engine finding your place. And when you do, you'll pull up the combo. And when you do, order those three books or just download them today. They're going to minister life to you. I guarantee you. And you'll be able to finally be the light to know where you are, why you know where you are and where you're headed. And as always, when I close on my podcast, I always like to close with this. If you don't like your day, Here's what you're going to do. Change your thoughts. Once you change your thoughts, your mind will see the new reality you're trying to plant within your world. And your world will begin to slowly evolve and shift and change up into those thoughts that you're thinking from a kingdom point of view. Have a blessed day. This has been the Thoughts Become Things podcast with Jeremy Lopez, helping you reach your highest creative potential that God has for you. For more episodes, products, and information on Jeremy, visit www.identitynetwork.net.